the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. For up-to-the-minute market updates, this is Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Days after the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, people took to the streets in protests in dozens of cities around the country last night. Meanwhile, giving a news conference early today, Democratic Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz called on demonstrators to leave. I'm deeply concerned with the people who need, you need to go home. You need to go home. The purpose of this, and we're seeing it spread up across the country, is making it more difficult to get to the point where we can deal with these issues. People marched, chanted, stopped traffic, and in some cases turned violent toward police to protest the death of the handcuffed black suspect after a white officer pressed a knee into his neck earlier this week. SpaceX today is scheduled to try and make history with the first manned launch of a commercial rocket to ferry a pair of astronauts to the International Space Station. Launch is set for 3.22 this afternoon, weather permitting. This is SRN News. This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. For taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS, new guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot. Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. There's always a moment of truth where it's either put up or shut up. We were yelling our hearts out. Even in our weakness, even in our pain, we continued to push. I don't know where the pain went to. But all I know is that I had what it took. I am a United States Marine. PFC Darrell Willis serves his country as a Marine. Will you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. The Wall Street Business Network is on the air. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. Basically the worst parts of the Bible. Is it safe? 
It's the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. States are competing against states. Shameful. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. As an educator and former legislator, Professor Banyan steps out of the classroom and onto the airwaves to break down the local and national economic news that matters to you. Shut it down. Screw your P&L. America will pay you more not to work than work. This is a wartime issue and a wartime mobilization is what's needed. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. This is the time for all Americans to come together and do our part. We had the greatest economy in the world. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country. I think in the end we'll be stronger for it. When will then be now? Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Now, here's King Banyan. Welcome back to After the Longest Intro in Radio. Ah, uh, you know, um, I think we're—I think we actually are longer than uh, Hugh Hewitt's full minute of Five for Fighting, um, <laughs> which, which I have to admit, when you listen to the podcast, I fast forward. Um, I, you know, because I know the song; I've only heard it a few hundred times. King Banyan Show Business fourteen forty. This is what we refer to in uh, the production of the King Banyan Show, which is approaching 10 ye- uh, 11 years excuse me, of service here uh, on uh, Business 1440 and our predecessor, Business 1570. Um, yeah, we started uh, in late October of 2009, believe it or not. So we're coming up on 11 years doing this thing here on Business 1440 and ever so grateful for the opportunity to do so. And... As I tell people, the pace of this show is kind of set by the economic calendar. My history as a as an economic forecaster, that was the first thing they asked me to do when I came to St. Cloud in the 80s, was, can you teach forecasting for us? And I said, well, yeah, I sort of can. Um, and, and, and when I would do that, I would have on my wall a pa- piece of paper every month a blank one where I'd have filled in the dates and then I'd have written down which releases come out on which days and then I would go to a radio station like this Business 1440 didn't exist then the predecessor didn't exist then so I would go to a news station and listen for the economic report and write the number onto my piece of paper Um, I would then get the Wall Street Journal the next day, get a few more details, and a few days after that, I'd get in the, I'd get in the mail a paper copy of the report that had been reported on a few days before, so I could dig in, and get every last little bit of what was in there. I didn't come to me as fast as some folks. I didn't have fax services, clipping services that provided that information. I just lived with how it lived. But that's how I spend my time, uh, for the most part. Nowadays, of course, we have the computer to tell us. I actually have a little thing that dings to me five minutes before the weekly unemployment insurance claims number comes out so I can get prepared to be to receive that number over the Internet, maybe through Twitter, maybe by going to the Department of Labor's website to find the number the minute it comes out. But that pace doesn't change much. One thing about that pace, when you have a fifth Saturday of the show, most of the data is already out. There's a little bit of extra information that's out there, 
But by and large, you know most of the data that's coming. The biggest piece of news that comes out, of course, is personal income because it always comes on the last few days of the month for the previous month. It's the last tidbit to the contempt to the uh, uh, coincident economic indicators that the National Bureau for Economic Research uses to date business cycles to tell us when the recession starts and when the recession ends. And that was this week. But I can't take a whole hour to talk about that number to to sort of stretch that out to do a radio program because it's usually confirmatory. This one was. Personal income spiked by 10.5%, but largely because we sent government cash handouts in the, in the middle of April, right? That $1,200 per person check that got dumped into most of our accounts because we, we worked through our bank to pay the pay the IRS or to receive our refunds from the IRS. All that money piled in in April. So your personal income went up, and for everybody, it went up by 10.5%. On the other hand, on the other hand, personal consumption fell by 13.6% because you're all just spending on necessities. Indeed, as I tweeted to folks using our hashtag pound KBRS for the King Banyan show here on Twitter. What's the R for? Radio. It's what you're listening to right now. God bless you for doing so. Okay. That number was down 13.6% because no money was spent on restaurants. No money was spent on theaters, going to the movies, all of the leisure and hospitality industry, flat. I mean, numbers that were 90-something percent down from, from year-ago levels. <clears throat> Not okay. Eating at restaurants, out. Yep, we spent a little more on groceries, that's true. But for the most part, what we did was we saved it. The savings rate for April was 33%. Some of that money, I believe, is going to have to get spent over the next few months. But we should be careful about that before we start predicting the V-shaped recession recovery. And I get some clips about, about a V-shape. And I've got a couple other things to talk about here today. Um, we talk about that V-shape. That recovery is not going to be, you know, that savings is kind of the key thing. Will people run out and spend that 33% of their April income, including that money that they spent? Well, they might have spent it already. When we measure savings, savings is a residual. We take your income, we subtract your consumption, we subtract how much you paid in current taxes, and the remainder we call savings, right? It's just an identity. It's not a behavioral relationship. It's just an identity, meaning it's true because that's how we construct the numbers. But what if you took your money, took some of that $1,200, went to the store where you have a line of credit? I have friends that run a, I've mentioned them before, friends that run a hardware store here in town. There are lots of individual individuals, residences, not businesses, who go in there from time to time because they're working on this or working on that. And when they're working on it, they want to have that part. They want to have that thing right now. 
and they have a credit line with this hardware store. The people that run the hardware store told me over the over email, we saw a number of customers coming in in the second week of April and paying down the credit that they've taken from the hardware store. Now, that's great for, for my friends that, at the hardware store. That reduces their accounts receivable that, and converts it into cash. They need cash. It's a, it's a tough time because they also have a commercial business, and their commercial business is flat on its back. But that's not consumption. That's not taxes. That therefore gets counted as savings. That is, when you pay down your credit card debt or the credit from a store that you, that you have a line with, you are in fact engaged in something akin to savings and it shows up in the savings number. How much of that 33% was in fact people saying, you know, I don't know how much money I'm going to have in the summertime, so I better pay a little bit of this off so I can keep the creditors off my back for an extra month or two. That's a serious question, and I kind of wonder how much of this 33% is that and how much consumption bounces back. And we do have to, we do have to somewhat, somewhat worry about that. But anyway, to go back to the pace of the show, because that's all I'm going to do on, the, on, the, on, the, on that personal income report. It's the biggest important report. Yes, durable goods came out. It actually wasn't such a bad number. It's baked into the cake. It's baked into the cake. Let's not worry about it. I'm going to talk more about numbers in a moment, but just to tell you the pace of the show today. Fifth Saturdays, when we get them, are typically funky because I don't have a pace to that particular week. All the other, the first four weeks, in my head I know week one, there's a jobs report. I've got to be ready to do jobs Saturday. Boom, that's done. Week two is when I'm going to do the longer-term things because in that second week I don't have a lot of economic data, but I know that. And I have sort of a map. This is a week two map. Week one map, job Saturday. Week two, long-term issues. Week three, we get tons of data. It's a very data-driven week. Week four, I get a little bit more. Often I have the personal income numbers by the end of week four. This, This time I didn't because there's a week five. So I always get something... I always have like an hour of the show. I'm like, well, what would I do with that? This month I have a treat for you. And it's a bit of a personal indulgence. Um, My cousin, John Christie, a newspaper man, a writer, who wrote an autobiography, then has a picture on the cover. I have the book right here in my hand right now. Of him as about, a, I, I think he's about three in this picture, two or three years old, held by our grandmother. And it's a story about our grandmother. It's a story about him growing up. It's a lot more than just about my grandmother. But I'm happy to have John Christie on to, to talk about his book during the, sh- during the show today. That will be in the second hour of the show today. And in, in this hour, I've got, I've got more on the shape of the recession and why GDP is not going to go down 50%, folks. It's not going to be that. It's going to be less than that. Even though we had one of the Federal Reserve Banks say they, that... Their now cast for GDP was minus 51%. That's, that's honestly malarkey, and the first people to tell you that were the very people that produced the number. I'm going to read you a little bit of that. And also, and also 
How far is the Fed going to go? Well, this Fed's going very far. And some some praise given to, to uh, Jay Powell by a former member of the Fed who at one time I think was a real critic but has really come around to the place where Powell, Powell is right now. And I wanted to play a little bit of that as well. And if we have time, a little Marx Brothers. Not Marxism, but Marx Brothers. Because, you know, life could use some fun right now. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream Business 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, our free app, and Radio.com. Are you tired of all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. Politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues. And we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces, the movie that the hard left does not want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. Hi, this is Lee. And this is Matt from the Kingdom Builders. About 22 years ago, I remember doing my father's roof in Bloomington after a huge hailstorm had gone through. And now he just had me come out and take a look at his roof because he wants to make sure it's okay. 22 years old now. Most roofs in that time era were good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 years. So if you're looking to get an honest assessment on whether your 22-year-old roof is still good, give us a call. Yeah, Lee, I remember that storm too. And as I drive around Burnsville, uh, Bloomington, the South Metro, I see all of these roofs that replaced back in 1998. And it may be time for an assessment for us to come out and let you know if you have a year or three left or if now is a good time to get those shingles replaced. For an honest assessment on your roof or gutters, give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.com. That's thekingdombuilders.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Smart Speakers. Need quotes on roofing, siding, or windows, but don't want several salespeople trouncing through your home? Well, just a few pictures from you and a short phone call with me, and I'll email you three competing quotes on any brand from three trusted local contractors. Set up a virtual appointment today at GetMyThreeQuotes.com.
Welcome back, King Daniel Show Business 1440. Thank you for listening today. We're live, 651-289-4477, number to call with questions and comments here on a fifth Saturday. Okay, so fifth Saturdays mean fifth wheels, and I will I will have a comment about, um, uh, not so much about about riots or about policing or any or, or any of that. I, I, I want to make a much, much broader point that incorporates both riots and pandemics, and then we'll we'll talk about that toward the end of the hour, too, I I do have something to say, um, but it's not going to be something that's very political um, because we don't have time for that. And this isn't what this is what the uh, what the King Banyan show is about. We, we we can talk about we can talk about issues that can be political, but uh, this isn't a show where where my political views are at all important. They're not important. They shouldn't they shouldn't be important. But at any rate, I wanted to reflect a moment i posted a i posted a, a picture a screen capture of the atlanta fed's uh, latest number from from yesterday where they now say that their current forecast for their gdp now forecast estimate on may 29th yesterday was minus 51.2 percent you go whoa so we lost half of GDP? That's what people hear when they when they see this, okay? People who may not like you, like me, spend a lot of time watching business shows or reading economic uh, reports or things like that, okay? The King Banyan Show regular listener is a pretty special kind of person. Okay, but it's a, but what people would know, what you should know, of course, and if you are someone who's new to the show, first of all, welcome. I'm so glad you could be here. Let me tell you why that number isn't what you think it is. There's two aspects to this. First of all, a GDP now number is written on a seasonally adjusted annual rate or SAR for short, S-A-A-R, meaning that we've taken the seasonality out of the data. The first quarter is typically lower than the other, other three quarters. The fourth quarter is the largest because you get holiday shopping. Uh, and end of year, you get end-of-year buying even for the non-religious. So you should know that, that, that we have to make these seasonal adjustments, otherwise the data will tend to lead you astray. And then we annualize it, which means what? It means we're going to take the number for a particular quarter, and we're going to say if this quarter's behavior continued for an additional three quarters, here's what that would look like. Right. Now, the GDP now number is trying to come up with a quarterly number based on the information it has at the moment. At the end of May, it basically has all the information for April that it's going to have, and it builds a forecast for what the three quarters will be like based solely on April. Well, April was the month of mass, massive uh, sh- shelter-in-place, stay-at-home orders, closing of non-essential businesses. All right Now, 
I don't believe that if the I believe that if none of those orders were in place, there would still be a dramatic drop in GDP, a dramatic drop in economic activity. Nonetheless, I believe that those orders at the margin increase the drop of GDP. I don't think I don't think that's a controversial statement. And that's just an observation based on what we're seeing now, indications from data that's little better than anecdote, the open table reservation numbers, the TSA uh, passenger counts, um, so forth. We have some information to suggest that people are getting back out and doing things. We know that those stay-at-home orders were relaxed in some states, though not in others. And so if you're going to take April and just project that, this is what they write. GDP now is not an official forecast of the Atlanta Fed. It is best viewed as a running estimate of real GDP growth based on available data for the current measured quarter. Okay, There's no subjective adjustments made to GDP now. The estimate is based solely on the mathematical results of the model. Then, in red for emphasis, they write, In particular, it does not capture the impact of COVID-19 beyond its impact on GDP source data and relevant economic reports that have already been released. It does not anticipate the impact of COVID-19 on forthcoming economic reports beyond the standard internal dynamics of the model. So Pat Higgins, who's an economist at the, at the Atlanta Fed, has written a few pieces about this, and his pieces are, are pretty clear in saying, look, this is completely backward-looking. April was a pretty nasty little month, very clearly so. But as, as May and we see some of these openings, you're going to start seeing these numbers turn around And basically what the Atlanta Fed and the New York Fed numbers are saying is if May and June looked like April, here's what would happen to GDP. If you look at the blue chip economic forecast, they're running at a GDP drop of in the range of 30, 31, 32 percent. But they have they only do those. the, The blue chip survey is a monthly survey. So and they'll have one out in the next week or so. So we'll have an update to that that's coming. But you're seeing, I think, in a number of places, people's beginning to make the idea, come up with the idea that April might be the worst of it. We had some of those clips last week from some Bloomberg uh, folks. This on CNBC uh, yesterday. This was Mike Darda uh, from MKM Securities. So he's he's an analyst, and. He's been making the case that, indeed, April might have been the worst of it as well. Let's play the first uh, clip from Mike Darda, please, Wyatt. Uh, certainly, the you know the market has been making a V pattern upward, and there's been a tremendous amount of skepticism about that. But we're just starting now to see some evidence uh, in the data turning. Obviously, you've been reporting on some better-than-expected housing numbers, uh, but we're seeing it in, in other places, too, as reopenings get underway uh, in virtually all states now, we're starting to see activity bounce off of very low levels. So the reopening is not in the Atlanta Fed numbers. 
the those reopenings are factored in to all of those other forecasts where in fact judgment is being used right when i forecast i have a combination of that sheet i was talking about which is not a sheet anymore it's not on it's not on a bulletin board now it's in the it's it's in my ipad but i do i have i still keep i've been doing it for 30 some years i still keep a sheet that's basically a scorecard on the economy for the month. I have I have two of them in fact. I have one for the for the national economy and I have one for the regional, particularly for the St. Cloud area. And we present these scorecards from time to time to folks here for, uh, from the work we do from the uh, School of Public Affairs Research Institute, which I used to direct before becoming dean of the school here at St. Cloud State. And we provide one here for the St. Cloud area. We provide another group of six of them to the Secretary of State's office, which publishes them on their website. We have the entire run of those uh, available for you uh, from the uh, from our, the repository here at SESU. Uh, and we and as but if someone asks me to do a forecast, I'm using both what I see in the data and its ability to project which depends on tomorrow looking like today, and then my judgment, because I know nothing's going to look like what happened in April. Nothing whatsoever. Let's play that second clip from, this is Mike Darter on, uh, on uh, CNBC. He's from MKM Securities, adding to that point. Uh, it does appear that the Fed is getting more traction this time than at least in the opening innings uh, of the crisis response during 2008. So if you rem- remember uh, the back half of 08, the Fed's balance sheet went up by two and a half fold, yet broad money measures were barely moving forward, four or 5% growth. Uh, this year, the Fed's balance sheet's up about 70%, but these broad liquidity measures are up about 20%. Um, so this is much more bang for the buck than what we saw last time. Now, the velocity of money is still depressed. That's the story of low market interest rates. You know, we have a sudden and dramatic collapse in the economy that's taken shape. But the recovery off of this collapse should be much more vigorous than, than the recoveries after the last three recessions. And I think that's what a lot of commentators seem to be keying off is the slow recoveries after the last several downturns. Probably not a good model for the upswing that's in front of us. So he's saying that the stock market, in fact, is correct and that the economy will turn around a fair amount faster. Is he? Well, his model, and we're going to talk about it in the next segment, is a model that talks about about money. And I think it's time for us to have a refresher course on the monetary theory um, in an old Friebenite fashion, I know I can, I can see a couple of my listeners now rubbing their hands together with glee. Oh yes, oh yes, we're going to hear quantity theory. We're going to hear Milton Friedman. Yep, you're going to hear about Milton Friedman, but we're going to hear about Milton Friedman through the eyes and ears and mouths of Jay Powell and Alan Blinder. Certainly no Friedmanite. He back after this King Banyan Show Business fourteen forty.
Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can download it now at WatchSalemMedia.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Camp. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lions at WatchSalemMedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. The COVID-19 outbreak brought our country and our amazing economy to a screeching halt. Stores closed, restaurants empty, malls locked up, but pretty soon Twin Cities businesses will be running at full speed. Families that have been cooped up for weeks are going to head out the door, back to their favorite stores and restaurants and shops. But will your business be ready for the rush? Have you adjusted your advertising plan? The team at Business 1440 is ready to help you now so you can reach future clients and attract customers. Have you updated your radio marketing message, your website, and social media? Business owners, you've got a lot on your plate. It's time for an upgrade. Let us help you target a customer base that's ready to get outside and enjoy the Twin Cities again. We're here for you with a free evaluation of your marketing presence and a plan to help you thrive. Visit surroundmsp.com. That's surroundmsp.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. I like that. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for listening today. Coming up at 10 o'clock, uh, John Christie, uh, author of The Prince of Wentworth Street. The Prince of Wentworth Street. Uh, an autobiography of growing up an American boyhood in the shadow of a genocide. Um, John, also my cousin, and um, a chance to help, uh, to help a, a cousin sell books because God knows I've had books to sell and and if I had a cousin with a radio program, I'd be, I'd be trying to jump into that too, uh, myself. So anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Let's let's visit that that thought that just at the end again. 
uh, here for a moment. So the economy has lost how much? If I take the data from, if I take the data uh, on the Atlanta Fed forecast and I try to say how much that is in terms of GDP that's been lost, if we snap back completely from April, we're currently down probably about about 5.8, 5 5.9% of one year's GDP. That comes out that comes out to about one and a quarter trillion dollars of GDP that hasn't been produced just in April. I'm, I'm ignoring what happened in March, right? But just the April, the closure of the economy probably cost the economy between 1.2, 1.3 trillion dollars. If the GDP now number for April from the Atlanta Fed was to be believed, and that's the high number. The number could be closer to a trillion dollars, right? The question is how much of that can come back. Um, on on Twitter, um, on Twitter, Frank asks, "Is there a base level of economic performance that would be impervious to the virus?" Well, I think we've seen some of that. People still went out and got food. People still, for the most part, paid paid their. Uh, Paid their uh, mortgages, paid their rents. Households, businesses, particularly those in malls, apparently have not been paying very much, according to the data. And, and, um, and, a lot of that's going to, a lot of that we think will, in fact, uh, um, not get paid, and that there's going to be. Uh, real shakeup in terms of retail and in terms of mall space and commercial real estate. I'm going to set that aside. That's not today's topic. I, I, I promise you, I'm, I actually would love to have someone who's expert in the commercial real estate field come on the show in a week or t- probably in two weeks to discuss that particular topic. I think I have some listeners who are in that area. Um, email me uh, through the show or send me a, send me a direct message through Twitter and uh, let's, let's talk. Maybe there's a maybe there's an opportunity for you to to give us some insight here on the show because that's a very very interesting that's a very very interesting uh, uh, notion. But Frank asked on Twitter, "Is there a base level of economic performance to be impervious to the virus?" Yes, there is. It's not just a subsistence level. There's still a fair amount that's happening. There's a bunch of us going out to get food. I'm cooking more. We're all ordering things away from from Amazon, so much so that UPS is now putting on the surcharge that it typically saves for the holiday season. It's reintroduced its surcharge to retailers for shipping goods through UPS. Um, so I wanted, I, I wanted to point that out. However, for those who believe that there is, um, that, you know, all this printing of money that's been happening is going to cause inf- cause inflation all right at some point if you believe that then you believe this recession is likely to be short-lived and the the second point that Mike Darda made just before the end I don't have time to play it again because I've got other things to get to won't work but the point's very clear now the quantity theory of money which yes Don I'm going to do I'm going to translate it into English just says that the amount of money that's in the economy is directly related 
to spending through a number that he uses, calls velocity. It's the number of times that money changes hands. When Friedman and, and his co-author, Anna Schwartz, wrote the Monetary Theory of the United States, which covered the period up to 1963, they showed that with exceptions of very brief periods, that number had been fairly stable. Not constant, as it sometimes gets taught in the principles courses, but stable. It moves very slowly. But in moments like now, it typically moves very fast. And it was possible to have a dramatic drop in, in nominal spending, even you, though you were putting more money into the system, if you did not meet the drop in velocity. If you invert that, that V, that velocity number, it's the fraction of, of output that is being held in monetary form that we choose to hold in our pocket as cash. What happens in these periods is, in a period like this, is people want to hold a lot more cash for, okay, for what Keynes called precautionary reasons or very much potentially speculative reasons because the rate of return you can get on a bond is very low. The amount of the, the bond prices are very high, and there are a lot of people like, I don't want to own bonds and stocks right now because they're too pricey, so I'm going to put my money in cash and wait, and wait, for, the, wait for the outcome. To make sure that doesn't happen, you have to insert money into the system. And this is what Jay Powell said. This is this wonderful conversation that he had through Bloomberg, uh, I think this is from Thursday, with Alan Blinder. And let's go ahead and play. This is a cut from Jay Powell trying to describe how far he thought he had to go in this particular moment. Play the Powell cut, please. You know, this is a this is a uh, an emergency of a nature that we haven't really seen before. And at the beginning of this, my colleagues and I really saw that we needed to be using our tools to their fullest extent, that it would be very hard to explain to the public why we would hold back from doing that at a time when we, we saw the, you know, the, a 50-year low in unemployment turn into an 80-, 90-year high in unemployment in the space of 60 days we saw the economies around the world shutting down, and we, you know, I think we felt called to to do what we could. And so we, we crossed a lot of red lines uh, that, that had not been crossed before, and I, I'm very comfortable that this is that situation in which you, you do that, and then you figure it out uh, afterward. This is a whatever-it-takes economy. And as Darda pointed out, it seems to be working. And how do we know it's working? You know by watching M2. This is what Friedman and Schwartz taught us, and this is what Milton Friedman's entire monetary theory said is, if you watch the level of real money in the economy, when it is going up, when it is going up, monetary policy is combating the recession and, gonna, and, and will help to make it somewhat shorter. Monetary policy works with long and variable lags, Friedman said. But but nonetheless, it works. And indeed, Alan Blinder, who commented on who commented, in fact we have the comment. This was not actually during the interview, 
But this was back with, uh, I believe this is on uh, CNBC after the Bloomberg report. This is this is Alan Blinder, former vice chair of the Federal Reserve, now a professor of economics at Princeton. And, and, and previously, before he went to the Fed, he was at Princeton. Uh, commenting on, on the response that Powell had given to Blinder's own question. I think the, my big takeaway, but it's been a takeaway before, is that Jake Powell is not only remarkably good at what he's doing, but remarkably frank about it. Uh, I don't have to remind you, Sarah, that it wasn't all that long ago when, if you were speaking as chairman of the Fed, you were supposed to speak in tongues or something like that. Ben Bernanke moved away from that. Janet Yellen moved away from that. And I think Jay Powell has moved this to an entirely new level of frankness. That little clip that you just showed, cross red lines. Uh, you know, it's something I think former Fed chairs wouldn't have said. He was very comfortable saying it. And what he meant, of course, is that if these are not unprecedented times in which you do unprecedented things, what in the world does that concept mean? Well, he's done it. Remember, velocity, right? They've expanded the balance sheet by 70% in the very simple way in which we teach money in banking, where the money multiplier should be roughly constant. The, 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 the multiplier that expands from central bank reserves, central bank liabilities to the money supply. 70% increase in reserve should lead to a 70% increase in the money supply. That's how we would teach it in your in your first go round through money and banking. We teach it a little more com- we teach you the complications later. But when we expanded the money supply back in 2009 and 2008, it did not expand we, when we expanded the, the the balance sheet of the Fed, it didn't expand the money supply because velocity fell by a ton, and velocity is still dropping. and the And the result is the Fed is in fact following a mantra style playbook and saying, if that money supply is not going up, I haven't expanded enough, and I need to expand more. And at this moment. Even if it means I've crossed a red line vis-a-vis what the Federal Reserve Act says I sh- I'm allowed to do, I'm going to go ahead and hope to heck that no one pulls pulls my chain back in later. Well, certainly Larry Kudlow and and Donald Trump and Kevin Hassett and the others at the at, at the White House are not going to pull pull him back. And I haven't heard a word from Congress to pull him back. And that's why I think you could have some reason to believe, as Darda does, as some other folks do, that the stock market might be right and the doomsayers who say this economy might go cuckoo, might be depressed for, you know, another 18 months to two years, they might be wrong. The market might be a little bit ahead of itself. But are you really sure? I'm not as sure as I might have been a, f- a few weeks ago. I'm just not quite so sure. We'll be back after this with some thoughts on 
Why do we, you know, in this world where pandemics and riots make cities so miserable, why the heck do we have them? Back after this King Banyan Show business for you. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Hi, everyone. This is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show, inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel. Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Here is your class valedictorian. You want your child to succeed at every level in life. To succeed, they need a solid foundation. Your child's education is an opportunity to instill a lifetime's worth of Christ-inspired principles to create that foundation. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we help your child get into a private Christian school for 50% off their first year. For more information, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith Akal. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keeley. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to Business 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. Coming up after the top of the hour, John Christie, author of The Prince of Wentworth Street, uh, uh, where uh, for some time uh, both he and my father lived. Um, the Prince of Wentworth Street, uh, his autobiography. He, he also, uh, my cousin, uh, and um, the first 
the first uh, Banyan of my uh, generation, um, and um, proud to have him on. I want to talk a few moments I, I, about about the value of cities. I've been reading, all, and I'm going to take this as an economic story. This is not a story about 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 the cause of the riots, which is tremendously grotesque treatment of um, of a person at the hands of the police. Um, seems seems to be very illegal. I'm going to just use seems as because I don't know every fact, every detail of this, and frankly, I think most people commenting on it do not. And so it's not my point to do that. It's also a time when you have to think, after having watched New York City struggle so mightily with the with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic that maybe cities aren't such a great place to be if you you know you got riots going on you got COVID going on you know um I you know I as I said to my wife yesterday after all that if I if I was in the Twin Cities, I suppose I'd just wait for locusts to come, come through and then uh, pack my bags and wait to see if I get raptured up. Um, that, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's a pretty tough place to be. And, and, and here's a point you don't often hear made, I think, that, which is, why do we have cities? What's the value of having a cities? Well, they are tremendously valuable. Okay, and I think one of the things that will be really troubling for us is if the message one takes from this is that you move out of places like Minneapolis and St. Paul. I think that would I think that would in fact be the worst thing. And and why do I say that? It's not because I I love both those cities. They're very fascinating cities to me. They're very different cities. I, I tell people who are not from here, I said, just because we call them Twin Cities doesn't mean they're alike. Okay? I think they're far more different than, say, the two Kansas cities. Or, uh, although although I've lived, in, I've lived in Minnesota, I've never lived in Kansas or Missouri, so perhaps I'm speaking out of ignorance there. Um, but if, 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 you look at, uh, if you look at border studies, and I'm fascinated by border studies, by the way, um, Oftentimes, the cities that are near each other differ, and all those differences are because of are because of uh, are largely because of culture and, and government. Here, there it's cultural as much. But to my main point, cities exist because humans have positive feedback loops on each other. Humans thrive when they can exchange ideas with other humans. I encourage you, I'm going to encourage you in the next hour to buy uh, uh, my cousin John's book, uh, The Prince of Wentworth Street, coming up in just a moment. I'm promising I'm going to say this book title so many times that you can't miss it. Um, But I also encourage you to find Matt Ridley's new book, How Innovation Works. Uh, And... I had started it before. I, I, I'm reading several books at the same time. I had started the Ridley book the minute it came out and got through about a chapter and a half before I looked and said, wait, I still got 60 pages of John's book to read. I got to finish that before the show. Um, so I put it down. I'm going back to Ridley's book tonight. It is that good. And a, a thought that Ridley has had for years through, um, uh, through the title of another book titled How Ideas Have Sex is very, very important. 
One of the worst parts of the shutdown for me in my own life, which is which will seem minor to you perhaps, but is in fact a big deal, is that my faculty are not around each other, and I'm not around them. It's partly because my management style as their dean is management by walking around. If I see them, I can say, hey, how things are going, and I can deal with problems in the moment just by being there. I love that. Um... That is that that's important. But what's more important is that they are have the ability to talk to each other. We bring people to come study with us who are Fulbrights from other parts of the world because they bring their ideas to us and those ideas create additional ideas. Those ideas in some sense mate and produce offspring that are valuable to it. Well that's what a city is. A city is an incubator of ideas and human creativity. And, and as much as one mourns for the loss of the buildings that you see in these riots, I also mourn for the lack of contact between individuals that's happening because we are told we can't be together because we have to be social distanced. Social distancing reduces human capital. And yes, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, I'm proud to use that word, and I will continue to use that word. Thank you very much. But we're, but that is what's being lost here. And unfortunately, both pandemics and riots are damaging to that human capital. And that makes cities poorer, not richer. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. As life gets back to normal and we start heading back to work, don't leave your leftover stash of toilet paper exposed to rodents. Send them packing the most humane way with Plug-In Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, the electromagnetic device that utilises the active wiring in your home or business to keep rodents and pests away. 100% chemical free and environmentally friendly. Just plug it in. It's that simple. My strongest performer, the Pro Unit, is good for most homes and small businesses up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. Is your home or business protected? If not, order yours today at gopestfree.com. Use promo code PEST20 for 20% off. That's gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. gopestfree.com, promo code PEST20. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Are you tired of all the garbage that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with your family and watch something that affirms our American values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, starring Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. Go to nosafespaces.com to stream the number one political documentary of 2019. Free speech is under attack now more than ever. Politicians on the left are threatening to permanently shut down churches and synagogues. And we can't even open a debate about when we return to work. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces, the movie that the hard left does not want you to see. Go to nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Send the message to Hollywood that you support movies that support your values. Go to nosafespaces.com today. 
Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. 800-218-9520. That's 800-218-9520. 